Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Believe That's right. When you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing. Welcome from Los Angeles, the city of angels. Sometimes I think it's a city of fallen angels, but we won't get into that. And from the Big Apple in New York City. Well, I could say a lot about that too, but I won't. Welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I'm Dave, the caregiver's caregiver at thecaregiverdave.com, along with my lovely co-host Adrian Guberg at thecaregiverspace.org. Remember when L.A. and New York used to be nice places to live, Adrian? <laughs> yeah. Right now, well, it's a nice place to visit, maybe, but you wouldn't want to live there. Anyway, we are coming to you live and on demand 24-7 on numerous syndicated radio and podcast networks, on 26 global audio and video platforms, including Facebook Live, iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio, CastBox, and I'm not going to mention the other 20. But uh, we are, in fact, proud to be voted. There's an official vote. <laughs> Number one, Caregiver Podcast of the Top 50 on Player FM. Number two, Caregiver Podcast on Feedspot out of the Top 60. And number two, Caregiver Podcast on CaringVillage.com. And we have an exciting and especially exciting show planned for you today, don't we, Adrian? I think so. Well, if you think so, then it's so. Because progress is not perfection. Well, I should say progress, not perfection. Lindy Lewis is a recovering, authentic alpha female who, through sharing her humbling blocks and pivotal collection of tips and tools, try saying that fast, to live an empowered and full-color life, she does this through her speaking books and workshops, as well as her coaching and retreats for the alpha preneur. Get that? Ready to create from their passion and purpose. Autoimmune single, parenting three small children, and authoring three books on the Alpha Epidemic Inspires Health and Grace as a Lifestyle. Well, she is an amazing woman. But before we get started, I just want to take this moment to thank my last week's guest, Christina Smith. Helps people get more health and happiness through the power of positive play in her award-winning Yoga for the Brain series of puzzles books. And I got my puzzle book in the mail, Adrian. Did you get yours? I did. Less I've, I've opened it to the first page, and it's been there for a long time. I got to start on that puzzle <laughs> so, so that I my brain can be, you know, uh, healthier and sharper, et cetera. All right. Well, just remember, you can watch or listen to that interview and all our interviews, including today's, on our membership website, caregiverdave.com our free membership website, I should add, or any of our other 26 global networks that I mentioned earlier. All right, enough of that. Lindy, welcome to the Caregiver Dave Show. We're so excited to have you on. Dave and Adrian, thank you for having me. It's really, it's a perfect demographic for me. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I don't know a caregiver alive who is not a perfectionist. Do you? Or Adrian? alpha, typically. Yeah. But why or alpha. Defend, defend what an alpha is for those who don't know. Uh, well, that's true. I, I shouldn't say caregivers are usually, but so often we're those uh, overachievers and it goes right hand in hand with perfectionism. I mean, 
Mm. You're constantly um, defining your value by helping externally. And that was something that, you know, this whole process has really helped me with is to, you know, apply the, you know, the airline theory, put your oxygen mask <laughs> on first, and then you're able to inspire and, uh, and come from a place of um, real heart and, and grounding versus this, this sort of buying into the chaos and, the, and that progress and that mm-hmm. perfection. So, um, yeah, the alpha females, just that, that go, 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 do, 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 typically always out bottom of the pecking order the priority list you know if you've got things to do you your health your wellness is at the bottom of it so got it enough said <laughs> yeah I, go on. <laughs> I always like to ask my guests just who is lindy lewis and why was she placed on this earth well i think the answer to that's still unfolding uh you know i just keep a very open mind to uh what i'm supposed to do here i mean i got a severe uh, illness, uh, multiple sclerosis. Uh, I've had incredible corporate careers and enjoyed them and powered through them and um, was successful in the the actual uh, sort of, uh, I guess, real world's measure of success. But there was a lot of those heart whispers saying, girlfriend, you know, what's going on? Something's blowing up here. And of course, the marriage ended up blowing up. There was a lot going on in the marriage. Um, then I was, you know, raising three kids, and then as even as I started raising those kids, there was this opportunity to, to compare yourself. You know, constantly in the comparative narrative. And um, what I I think along my journey, you know, at first it's kind of been an unfolding thing because I started inspiring people who had multiple sclerosis or people who had a newly diagnosed autoimmune, and I was the poster child for. Uh, I literally, I mean, I did a big, you know speaking situation thing for the drug company that I was on because um, it really helped me in, you know, manage the illness. And so for an MS patient or anybody with autoimmune, it's always, you love what your doctor says, but it's almost better to see somebody who is living well and balanced, mm-hmm. at least mostly, um, you know, and those were the things that I was able to do for a chunk of time. And then I was able to raise kids. And so I think each section I've been able to sort of inspire that crowd and and then the people just tend to find me and right now i'm I'm very much into my plant medicine and grounding and breathing and living this holistic life that keeps me healthy yeah i can tell and your your fingernails are like uh glowing in the dark they're silver are they silver? i love silver i i just i have this thing well part of let your color out my whole brand is let your color out and i remember you know for the longest time i mean i just did the Red was my big thing, you know, or the real soft or whatever. I'm like, you know what? I freaking love silver. I'm going to rock silver nails. Why not? You know, so it's just part of letting your color out is that softening and settling. And really, um, as you start to nurture yourself, you just become to become a little more colorful. Speaking of silver and precious metals, it's a good time to buy. So uh, if you yes, can, it that. hardly exists. Yeah. So how can burned out caregivers manage their own stuff, if you know what I mean? I love it that you, uh, that's great. So that is truly, and I don't know if you knew this, but it's an aha in book two. Really? Yeah, it is. It's called Manage Your Own Stuff. I probably can't find it at this very second, put my finger on it, but it's, <laughs> it's all I'm about sure this piece. you memorized the book by now. 
oh geez i wrote it it's all, it's in me now like it's 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 assimilated so i live it otherwise i'm not healthy like if i don't live these ahas i don't i don't live balanced i spin out because i'm alpha like alpha we, we love to go we love to be pleasers i think caregivers tend to be that pleasing nature and since um, stuff quote unquote can have is, uh, i'm sorry, sorry oh, since stuff quote unquote can have its own definition Let's define stuff. Car George Carlin did a whole thing about stuff, right? And we value our stuff. So what stuff oh, are you talking about? You know, about? I'm not talking about material stuff whatsoever. Like the stuff I'm talking about is the, you know, like if I've got my, and that's why, you know, the peace ring, this is one of the products yeah, I sell peace, on my, on my but like if I've got my finger out and I'm like, dude, you need to really da, 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 dude, you need to go work out at the gym. You should really eat healthier. It's like, there's three more fingers pointing back at me. So that's why I wear the peace ring like this. And and it's just this whole thing. It's like any I had to wear this as a sort of a symbol of shifting, especially when I was parenting. This is when I invented the manage your own stuff. Aha. In book mm. two, um, because you're constantly as a parent, you think, you know, what's best for that kid. But in that process, process, you usurp their own power and their own decision making. So I had to let that go. And so that's why I wore this. You know, I'm like, well, and the kids would be like, mom, you need to piece that one out. I'm like, well, let me go do that and I'll be right back. You know, so I mean, so I all the products that I tend to have are, are like the one I'd love to get into later is, is the love loop, because that's something that would really be good for the, the caregivers. How do they manage their own stuff? Uh, just by that. Stuff? It's like when they got there and really, literally think about it. When, when you, this will stick with you. I promise you'll hear this crazy voice of Lindy Lewis in your head. But as you're pointing your finger out and saying, hey, make sure you, you know, um, uh, eat a balanced diet. Make sure you do your yoga. Make sure you breathe. I mean, a lot of that time, that's advice for yourself. Make sure you're doing that for yourself, that oxygen mask uh, analogy. And do you find that when you tell, I know my writer is telling me, I'm writing my fourth book now, and a lot of the book was, you know, you should do this and you should do that. And she says, you know, I hate it when people say you should do this and you should do that because I don't want to do it. So it would be better if you just turned it around and says, here's what I've done and it worked for me. You know, if it works for you, fine and stuff like that. Do you find that people get defensive when you start pointing your finger and you're saying you should anything? Not only do you get defensive, Dave, but you you shut off your listening. You're ready to defend and come out with both hands, ready. <laughs> and and the problem, or you blowtorch back at them. You know, you're like, let them have it. You know. And what I have really shifted to, and again, this has taken I me. Mean, these book, the three books, the series has come out over. I don't know when did I start. I've had MS about 15 years now. Just to tell you my my little bit. I mean, so I have really lived in those trenches of each one of these <laughs> ahas are very hard won. They don't just come naturally to like celebrate your progress, not perfection. Um, but honestly, you, you get if, if you do should on people and I talk about that in, in the book, it, if you're you shooting on, should people, on people, <laughs> yeah, if you're shooting on people. Yeah, it just it, it just means, you know, you just you can't do that because they get defensive and they tune you out. So what I what I really find now, especially in the workshops and again, I. I've become a bit of an incubator for those type A women to just come and heal and hold up and be okay absolutely the way they are. And, um, you know, we, we need that as women because we naturally are very nurturing by nature. We, we have that gift. And so when we're, you know, when we're in alpha drive, as I call it, you know, we're constantly uh, pushing, pushing our agenda. And when you can just offer your agenda, it's, it's received very different. So you talk about the love loop in your book. What is that all about? 
Um, okay, so this is a really great one, given your audience. And yeah, I speak in general terms. So if you're not alpha, this is still a very applicable aha. Uh, it took me it took me a while to really understand it and learn it, but I, I use the infinity symbol, and and what I it's like as caregivers, as parents, as pleasers, we love to give. We're always giving. We love, love, love to give. But what happens in that process, we're kind of bad receivers. Like we can't receive those messages of, hey, you know, great job. Like we cannot take a moment, and this is more alpha, but you can't celebrate that milestone you just hit or that celebratory thing. And I'm not saying go tie one on and have a party. I'm saying like sit and just honor yourself saying, wow, I did a good job. I did great. Or, hey, that person sent me flowers because I made the, I pulled off the gig. And so for me, I talk about the love loop because I was very bad at receiving. This is why I learned it. You know, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta, but I didn't learn it until this is such a funny little story. I have that's a dear cold, friend. Uh, who, by the way, by well, the way, that's that? called, um, you can dish it out, but you can't take it. <laughs> that is called that. Yeah. I just, I, again, have the little infinity that I would wear around my neck saying, hey, you know what? I got to learn to receive because, and here's how it hit home for me. And I would hope your audience might hear this as well. But if you constantly are giving and then somebody says, here, no, you take this. And I was going to just tell you this little story. It's kind of a funny one. But I, I offered, you know, we have some a, a beach property and uh, a friend got married there. And at the end of the wedding, you know, we're all cleaning up, whatever. And, and she's like, here, take the rest of the food home. And here's a cooler with the rest of the drinks. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You have a bigger family. You've got everybody in town. You keep it. And there I am, like, block. I'm blocking her give, right? And what happened, Dave, is she looked at me and she said, guess what? If you don't receive this, then you're not giving me a chance to give. And I think that that just resonated. And if we don't receive that from other people, then we don't give them that same um, excitement in giving. I mean, it's a dopamine drip. You know, it's exciting it, to give somebody something. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And that's why you love well, to give, because it makes you feel good. And here this person wants to feel good, too, and you're exactly. denying them that pleasure. Shame on you. <laughs> and that that is the, the love loop, is you have to make sure that you're offering that person the same opportunity to uh, give. Yeah, and I, that really stuck with me, and that's why I wrote a whole aha about that, because I thought, holy cow, I need yeah. to really make sure that I'm you know, receiving. And man, once you can do that, that therein, I have to say, lies self-acceptance. And my entire journey is about completely loving your quirks and turning them into colors. Yeah, you've made up so many terms. You need to like write your own dictionary, I think. I did, in the books. I oh, have a whole of course did, yes. language. Every book has a little, <laughs> has, I have a language. There's just a lingo that, may, I call it the lingo. And I have, and it's just Lindy's lingo, but it really, uh, I should help you manage your own wow. stuff. I mean, this is these are tools are to navigate your crazy brain. What's that? <laughs> Lindy's lingo. You are a marketer. <laughs> that is my background. Yep. That was my elf. That was my corporate world where I was again super cool. Well, I'll remember that when I want uh, something figured out. I'll call you. Marketing language. I got the. I got the gimmicks. I do. I do, and I love it. I, I love bet marketing. You're good it's with acronyms. Really different. Marketing I yourself. You That's a yeah. Yeah. But that is, um, I was just, 
gonna show you the love loop because it really is um in the book so this is book two it's in inspiring grace as an alcoholic so i talk about the alcoholic but this is the love loop i don't know if you can see it yes. but i really talk about the giving and receiving and how it just keeps the flow it keeps the balance you know what's, and so what's it's the it, part of that that says uh in the receiving you what? Um, it, it is in giving that we receive, okay, St. Francis. It is in giving that we receive, right? Caregiver 101, in giving that we receive. But for me, add this sentence, and this really changed the game. So it is in giving that we receive, but it is in receiving that we give. And so I just added another little sentence to St. Francis's thing. <laughs> it just needed, we need to receive. And I think that's the epidemic we have. I call it the alpha epidemic on the planet. And we just got such an epidemic of um, not living in our light. It's so easy to believe the bad. And that's where, you know, that's what started this journey. And to get healthy and to live well with MS and to bring in this beautiful garden and live, you know, sort of in peace and harmony with nature and and my children, <laughs> you know, uh, it, that's what, what has been, um, of great service. Awesome. And, um, I actually think it is time for a break. So we're okay. going to be right back. Don't go away. All right. We are a community of caregivers that understands and supports you wherever you are in your journey. We are a place to connect with other caregivers. But more importantly, a place to get practical, actionable help. There are lots of ways for you to get support. First of all, you can download our welcome pack. This will get you started on your Thrive journey. Next, you can ask and get answers to your questions by posting them here in our private Facebook groups. You can also get live online support by attending one of our live weekly Connect webinars. You can get practical, actionable advice by listening to our weekly podcast. You can hear and read other stories about other caregivers' experiences. Plus, add your own in our weekly Share Your Story forum, posted every Tuesday in the Facebook group. You can access essential resources and download practical Thrive Solutions Packs, all of which are geared to help you thrive as a caregiver. You get lifetime access to all of our resources. Again, we're here to support you and help you thrive and to enjoy your life as a caregiver. And remember, this is a place to get hope, not just cope. And we're back with our guest, Lindy Lewis, and my co-host, Adrian Gruberg. And we're talking about progress, not perfection. As all you caregivers out there, you know it. You know you're perfectionists. You know you, it's like an addiction. You can't give up the drug. So uh, let me ask you a question. Let's, is that a good analogy? Uh, perfectionism is like an addiction. It's like a drug. And if it is, if you agree, how do we stop that drug? How do we give up that addiction? Because all addictions are hard to give up. Uh, perfectionism is... Uh... I guess it is like a drug, but for me, it's it's a real, um, boy, it's a negative vortex. But let me tell you, because this minute you, you know, you, you got perfection sitting at like this stair step or this level, and then you hit that, and how quickly, how instantaneously do we raise that bar? There's the next goal. There's the next achievement. You don't give yourself one minute to, like we were talking about earlier, to celebrate that success you just had. 
It's like, it's up. So you're, it's like an, it's a never ending prophecy. You'll never achieve it. <laughs> so you need to really, um, let it go. So I, I talk progress, not perfection as one of my, uh, ahas in the book, but in, that's actually book one. But, um, the second, the thing is, is you just get on the better than plan. You start doing just a little bit better than you did yesterday. And that's how I yeah. kind of let that stuff go. And can I just put this out there? If they, <laughs> if anybody's listening, I mean, you literally, you get more done when you can kind of apply this. You, you you get more done by almost doing nothing. It's crazy. And it doesn't, it's counterintuitive and we can't explain it. But anybody who's gone on a healing journey um, and really jumped into managing their own stuff and diving yeah. into their own, you know, uh, issues, uh, then they're, they're going to recognize that this is true, true story. Life becomes more beautiful. I don't think I look at myself as a perfectionist. I mean, there are times when I can become perfectionist, perfectionistic, if that's a word. But sure. um, all in all, we make words I, think, here. I think I'm well balanced. But my wife, on the other hand, <laughs> my disabled wife who had stroke and lost her speech, became paralyzed, her, her bar is so high. I mean, that's why yeah. even with one arm and one leg tied behind her back and duct tape over her mouth, basically, she has overachieved and decided she's going to do everything she could do before. I mean, putting on dinner parties, decorating the house, uh, come home, the laundry's done, the food's on the table. She's a gourmet cook. She puts on dinner parties. And and um, her bar is so much higher than even normal people who can't do what she does. Uh, do you find that, Adrian, um, that any of your loved ones were perfectionists or you were the perfectionist? Well, my clients expected me to be a perfectionist. <laughs> um, as there is a, that expectation. As, you were as, in as, uh, mar as a marketer. Uh, that was my background too, uh, branding and marketing. So, yeah, um, certainly, my mother was a perfectionist. Uh, nothing I ever did was good enough. Inherited. <laughs> she was they teach Jewish you. Mother. They teach you that trait, Jewish don't they? Mothers, Jewish mothers are. Oh yeah, Jewish. Huh? They, I mean, they. I watched Miss Basil. I'm like, wow. They really have a high standard. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all I know from. But but I was Catholic, so I mean, it might be a well, religion. Well, the thing is, if you if you're if you're not a doctor and you become a lawyer, okay, but if you become an accountant, you're retarded. You know, that's a Jewish mother. And so, yeah, the, you could be the best accountant in the world and it wouldn't be good enough for a Jewish mother. So there, there is that raising the bar business. Um, yeah. Nothing is ever good enough. Never. And, um, you it know, just, you made it's two million, failure. Two million. Well, why didn't you make four million? You know, it's <laughs> it promotes it in, failure. In stupid terms, you know, it's yeah. never enough. It's never enough. So, have you been mellowing in your old age as you mature? Me? Yeah. Because uh, if there's hope for you, there's hope for everybody. You're talking about me. I'm talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're a former caregiver, right? If you if if you saw the way I'm living right now, 
Yes, I have mellowed. <laughs> she just moved, you by the saw, way. A big, big you move. Saw where, you saw where I lived. If I can I see took, some boxes back there, yes. Well, uh, <clears throat> it, it's a big difference. and There's it, so many boxes, she can't keep them away from the, the camera. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Well, I, mean, hey. I, I had to push... I had to push the garbage bags and and the and boxes out of the way. They're right here within arm's reach. I mean, <laughs> and and that's just the way it is right now. You know, I have a lot to accomplish, and I can't do it all at once. And I have to be patient with myself and just and sometimes doing nothing is the key. Sometimes without, without okay. feeling guilty, though. Without feeling guilty, I will sit and I will, I will just watch watch a tennis match, and that's okay. Even though there's so much to do to get my life going, I have to take that break, sure. and it clears it clears my head. It's like those word games, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> That you're already into, right? Well, I did. Yeah, I did one right away, but um, and it was fun. I mean, I I love words, so uh, but I've made a lot of progress in in that area. Good for you. Great. So, Lindsay, That's great, Lindsay. What is hold space? That sounds like it might have something to do with what we're talking about. Yeah, it actually totally jumps right in here. So hold space. I have a story for, of course, every one of these ahas because they were hard won. They don't come naturally to the to the human condition, right? Especially when you're, I, I, yeah, especially when you're alpha and type A and and super uh, perfection driven. Um, but what I had to learn was to uh, allow myself that imperfection and not judge myself and not you know, really not berate myself. And I started to really kind of, um, you know, why to wow it. I did that. And that once that's book three, it just kind of, instead of going, why did that, why did I do that? Or why can't you get that done? I'd be like, wow, what's going on that you can't Hey, So I just be more loving. The language in my head just became so much more loving and it's really, it's very, it's a graceful process. And then it just, all of a sudden you become it. It's just, but you have to, it is a practice, you know? And like, it's not recovered alpha female. It's recovering. I mean, it is that journey the rest of my life. We have been conditioned. Our world lives in a very fast, overachieving, frenetic energetic. So um, it's only obvious that we're going to buy into that, especially, you know, as a, as a woman, you know, because we do naturally want to uh, give. It's our nature. It's the feminine. And anyway, I do think the holding space was something I also had to learn, which is just to be curious. And as I did that, I also learned about my kids, like to hold that space for my kids to unfold. Yeah. I mean, the other the other thing about women and perfectionism is the body image thing that's going on now with so sad. kids measuring themselves against the internet, retouching themselves, or everybody wants to be a celebrity. Everyone wants to be a star. Um, well, not everybody can be, and that's okay. And not everybody is going to be real thin. And it, this perfection image is, what's perfection as, as far as image goes? 
it's, it's well, yeah, it's it's, it's the more, perfect everything thing. Mm -hmm. And it's a really it's a that's I it's it's difficult because it's younger and younger. You know, I do have a nonprofit that we work in schools, and and you know, even in sixth grade, they're concerned about the Absolutely. size of their butt and their jeans or whatever. And it's just it's like, yeah. gosh, you guys, you're not yeah. even giving yourself a moment to. You know, you're here to maybe walk a completely different dance, whatever that is. And so I do feel, um, I mean, and that's where we talked earlier. I mean, it is it's an epidemic and we're turning more and more of these little, again, I use alpha as my metaphor, but we are conditioning these kids to overachieve and not, if they're not hitting that, I mean, using your analogy of the Jewish mentality, I mean, it's, it's, it's not just Jewish. I think it's, it's, it's the standard right now. It's it's any parent out there that wants their kid to be. I hope they can get famous and they can get right on air and 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 get l so many likes. Okay, let's just talk about the likes. They're not even real. Even buy likes for goodness sakes, you know. Um, there's no authenticity, and I think the whole movement that I work with with this recovering alpha female and grounding your grace is just moving into this place of letting women be authentic. If you're quirky, they're just your colors. Own them. Support it. Be different. It's okay, but don't promote it. Like, look, I'm gonna, you know, wear silver fingernails so that I'm super cool, and I'll get a, and everybody will wear silver fingernails and a big peace ring. It's like these make me feel so happy. Like I'm happy when I wear my crazy silver glow in the dark fingernails or my big chunky peace ring or bright purple against a crazy backdrop. You know, it doesn't matter. That just it's just becoming more and more like yourself. So I just, I, I, I think there's a lot of work for my messaging as our world unfolds because, and that's why I work in schools to just try to teach these kids. And um, one of the, the ahas I talk about is be unique, but I spell unique Y-O-U N-I-Q-U-E, be unique, you know, and that, that's, I mean, that's book one. So that's been out for, I don't know, six or seven years, but um, <laughs> what's that? It's a great I message for kids. Counts. It counts. And so I have a whole workshop I do for people to be unique and teaching them to flush out their colors instead of like, you know, like what lights them up? What sparks their joy? And how do we get them to connect to that? Because what's happening, as we're, they're getting farther and they're defining those moments by their social media presence and 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 the approval from their parents. And I mean, and I, I want, and I want these young people to own their beauty like early because they're going to be the ones cleaning up this planet. Yep. Yeah. So that's my I mean, mission. What kind of but, response do you get from them? I mean, uh, how many are like deer in the headlights, and how many, you know, you see a twinkle in their eye that they really get it? It's remarkable. I mean, every time it's, it's, you know, the the nonprofit uh, is called Underground Kindness. And it is that it's not a big movement like it's like, look at me, I'm teaching yoga and I'm teaching self-acceptance to kids in schools. It's like it's a quiet movement. You do your you peace ring. You do your work. You make yourself you find your joy and then start to just practice being a little bit quirky, a little bit different and being OK with that. And I'll tell you, the kids, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, the dynamics after I've gone into the classrooms, I mean, I get testimonials from teachers and they there it's just obvious that the energy changes. They're a little kinder to the, you know, the kid who dropped his books or that is, you know, dressed in black or they're just, it's just, it's really cultivating acceptance. Mm -hmm. So we of course went into a holding pattern during COVID because they weren't taking outside guests in, but we're just in a process of relaunching that movement. And I, that's the near and dear because 
I love my fellow alpha females, but they still trigger me. I mean, I'm not competitive anymore. I let that go. And I call it in one of the books, I talk about the comparative narrative and I let that go because that does not serve me. And, and I've been able to now just sort of stand in a, a different sort of brilliance, I guess, not, not from a place of, you know, Tarzan, but as a, as a place of it's like, look, I've got a message that has helped me. It'll find those that it, it will help and it won't help a lot. And that's okay too. And that's the better than plan. That's where I had to let go of like, I got these books, everybody, this is good stuff. Everybody's got to have it, you know? Well, I you also think, that it, let me just see, Steve. I think the aspect of teaching kids about perfection, what is perfection, that they will grow up with to, to, to not continue to set the bar as as high they'll set their own bar they'll know where they want to go they won't and, and don't, don't misunderstand. yeah i mean i ha there is a high standard and it yes. but i think there's a difference and it's it's not it's not that i'm um promoting you know mediocrity yes, i'm saying yeah. look yeah, there is there is a lot of value in the growth between just being perfect and really what is that perfect? That one of the things I talk about and this was you know after my divorce, the fairy tale life. Oh my gosh, that fairy tale! I just thought I had to get married again. I was like, well, that's what you do. You just get married again and, and find another husband that'll bring in and kind of help me raise the kids. And you know that's not it. You get to create your own fairy tale. So I talk about forgetting the fairy tale because it's just it does not serve you. It, like you you ruminate and you worry and you you compare and you're missing the magic that you offer from just your own unique being in this world. And so, you know, are, are only alphas, excuse me, are only alphas perfectionists or are non-alphas, are there some perfectionists as well? You know, that's a great question, Dave. I've not done, that's a great thing. I should probably start more research. The research I have worked with mostly over the last seven years while I've written the books, is all alpha females, the alpha drive that are, but then those are really, really full of self uh, negativity. I mean, we do not talk nicely to ourselves, and that, a lot of that is driven from the perfectionism bar. Um, so I'm guessing negative self talk is in just about every personality type, not just the alpha, but along with that, you will see that um, I think the per perfectionism will. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think of, we'll I think of the quiet, uh, timid uh, introvert who doesn't feel good about themselves, but are still perfectionists. They're still striving to be their best, and their best isn't good enough. I mean, I, I've seen them, so they must be out there. Oh, God, they're out there. They're out there in the school <laughs> like crazy. Yeah. And and the, the thing is, though, I mean, the thing that there is in common, the common denominator is this, you know, self-loathing is strong, but it is a piece of it. I mean, there's just no, again, they can do really well at something. And then, I mean, they can do 40 things amazing, you know, grades, whether they're quiet or they're, um, you know, an achiever, it doesn't matter. And then the one C they got or the one, and I was that kid. That's what I mean, labeled it, that, that one, yeah. you know, the nickname. It's that one, and it's, but, you know, oftentimes what I found with the kids is they're the ones doing the labels. I think parents are waking up to saying, hey, I mean, well, I shouldn't say that because, again, I, I live in a very unique area. 
and the kids I work with, there's a lot of consciousness happening. Um, but the, you know, I don't know what is going on, you know, in some of the bigger cities, what's going on. But I mean, a lot of parents are trying to loosen the grip and trying to give their stuff a little bit like there's so many there's so many messages out there now for this uh for self-accept you know be yourself love on yourself but and that's all great but but there's a process and and it takes time again this is a practice this these books i mean they are they are beautiful and they are they are lovely and and all that and the ahas are really fun but um they have been um they have been very much a um practice you know these ahas get on the better than plan it's okay to do nothing progress not perfection be the black sheep quirks make you colorful i mean those ahas mm. those are those are those are ones i still practice when i find myself going back to my natural nature which is the yeah. conditioning you know then i i have to you know remember to ground my grace and i know we're talking about kids here and their problems but you know a lot of caregivers are just kids on the inside. You know, a lot of us, uh, when we feel insecure, we're that five-year-old, we're that 12-year-old, we're that, you know, 16-year-old uh, that wasn't good enough to get the date or whatever. And, you know, when, when we're in a stressful caregiver situation, we become that child, that inner child, as they say. Mm -hmm. So if, if we can fix, uh, you know, the child that we're talking about, we can fix the inner child in, in the caregiver. And you're One quick thing, can I just add to that, sure. Dave? I mean, adults are full of insecurities. I mean, the alpha, it is a very, I mean, and we, oh my gosh. I mean, I think the reason I didn't sell more of those books is because women are like, well, I don't like that title. You know, I'm not recovering. I'm perfect. I got this. And and it's like, well, I, I support that. The alpha is a master. I mean, I love her. She's the one who wrote the books and made them lovely. But the one who has kept my MS in check, the one who has loved my children through the ugly, that is not the alpha. That's the one that can hold that space of quiet and less is more and soft and tender. And I just, I think we're, um, it's, adults are full of insecurities, if not more than even kids. That's kind of why I try to catch kids. You just reminded me you have MS? Yeah. Is it the cognitive type or the physical type? Because uh, oh, it was both initially. Well, yeah. What, where did yeah, it go? I, I don't see any life. symptoms. <laughs> no, I, I've lost. I, it's, I think I, it's old story now. You know, I've been able to really? work again. Fifteen years. This is a fifteen-year journey. So I, the reason, I, the reason I'm excited about this is, we can shift it quicker, especially as a type A. Like I feel like I like I like have the 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 code you know because i lived it really hardcore and because i'm i'm as type a as they get but uh the ms has done very very well i had i just recovered from covid a couple weeks ago no 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 wow. um i got it on april 23rd and today we're june 1st so but i'm finally back but i it nailed me it but again with autoimmune i was nervous about going into any kind of relapse so i held off on the vaccine that was me at the time and I got COVID, which was my choice. That was peace ring. I mean, I the, couldn't point the finger at anybody but me. old-fashioned you know? COVID or a new COVID? Oh, I got, I got, I got it. I got two weeks of. It was pretty harsh. I got it all. I got respiratory. I threw up. I had headaches and chills, and um, it was a, it was a, it was significant. But I was did so proud of my immune system. Did you get treatment early on, or did you wait a little too long? I didn't get any treatment. I, I just got the test, and I stayed home, and I sent everyone away and said, please drop fruit and chicken broth on the doorstep. 
and I laid low. So that's how it impacted me. But I, I actually didn't want to go expose anyone or be exposed. You know, I just, and I thought my body, I never at one point for me personally, in my experience, um, never felt that I was, um, going to, uh, die. So, you know, and I think sometimes we, we might know, and I think I, and I just tried to get, I'm grateful I didn't have to go. And I'm grateful we have the resources. Where do you live? I hesitate to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, people are moving here. <laughs> A lot. Idaho. And you mentioned the, st the state. Yeah, Idaho. I mean, Idaho. Yeah. Idaho. No, no, it's great. I just, you know, you, Idaho is an interesting they have, they state. They have a low infection rate, I think. No, no. Well, we have, a, yeah. Yeah, it, but this isn't about COVID. I think what it is, though, for me is, you know, I I was very, it was very much a personal choice how to manage it. I didn't know. My MS doctor didn't necessarily know. And so I had to just sort of wow. make a choice. That's not very smart, is it? <laughs> well, you know, he wants me to live well. He's given me great guidance. He's been remarkable. He's been a partner on my journey. And so he's like, Lindy, you know your body better than me. What do you think, you know? And I'm like, I don't want to risk going into oh, another flare. I, I mean, back to your point, I did not have use of the right side. I lost that and the cognitive oh, flare wow. that I had. I mean, there were days when my kids were like, I remember at school and I'd be like, I'd be home at like after school and I'd be like, what is happening? There's something I forgot to do. I forgot to pick a kid up. I just forgot to pick one of my kids up. Like, so it was not pretty when I started the journey. I was like, how can I get healthy? Well, the MS and, was like, flaring up. Well, it, it's, yeah, it, it was in, it was in severe flare. Yeah. So then I've learned to just, you know, eat a little better and change a few things. And honestly, the diet is almost secondary to the mindset. The mind, the, the tools that I have come up with for the mind is where I have found the, the greatest success. Well, we're going to take another break. So we'll be okay. right back. Don't go away. Anytime we suffer loss, we grieve. And a lot of people don't realize what even the grief process is. But it could be five to seven steps ranging from denial, I don't believe this is happening, anger, oh my gosh, I'm so upset this is happening, to a form of bargaining, how can I get out of this, to depression, which is a very serious thing because that often leads to suicide. And then finally, finally, after you realize you have no more control over your situation and you're totally okay with the new normal that it brings, that wonderful, wonderful place called acceptance. And we're back. My guest, Lindy Lewis, and my co-host, Adrian Gruberg, so we're running a little behind on my questions here. Uh, okay. You talk about so many things in your book, uh, these little sayings, ground your case, fluidity, not rigidity, and even the cover of the book, um, uh, Progress, Not Perfection. Um, just give a little brief synopsis on what they all mean. <laughs> um. So each one of them has sort of been a process of my own, um, you know, like so many different authors, they go through their own journey step by step, mm -hmm. and they just are a collection of ahas. It's a language that helps you 
navigate the fast brain. And as an alpha female, you tend to have a very fast brain. And rest is not easy. It is not natural. We are always in the future or we are always ruminating. And for me, what I found is there's not a lot of help there. There's not a lot of, uh, I, I, you know, conscious is over word, but like present parenting. Okay. It's the present parenting that I really miss because I was so busy. Like, did we get in? Did we get signed up for the soccer? Wow. You should have got that goal. You know, I mean, like right there, did we get this? And did I go there? Like, was I really in? The so each of the books, they just help you drop into the now. They really are all about this language of, and I, and you said it in your, your, you got a bit of your commercial there, but I mean, it really is about acceptance and, I really, and when I teach the classes in the schools, I talk to the kids about the sooner you accept and love on yourself. I mean, you can naturally be better than those around you. It ripples out into your, your home life and mm-hmm. you're, you just not, you want to help your mom out or you're a little softer with that, that girl. So it's experiencing some drama, you know? So that's what they are. It's a collection of about 55, probably 60 ahas. And they just keep wow. popping, popping up with them over so- three books. The difference between uh, grace and um, mercy is mercy is not getting what you do deserve and grace is getting what you don't deserve. So what does it mean when you say ground your grace? Um, it probably doesn't mean maybe what you think, but for me, um, well, what's I your like definition to, of grace? I, so. I promote grace as a lifestyle. It's living this place of um, softness and stillness and compassion and holding space for Having others. Grace, yeah. Being it gracious. Just, it, you just kind of become it. It sounds so mm-hmm. interesting, but like as you start to just unwind the mind and you can soften and, you know, like those moments I imagine as the caregivers, I mean, that moment that they're connecting with someone at maybe the last stages of their life or during COVID or something, they'll feel it. That grace will just come upon them because mm-hmm. they can just forget everything else and drop right into that moment and experience it with that person. So that's what I think, you know, the books have been for me, you know, once an alpha, always an alpha. I talk about the alcoholic and it, and it, it is, it is, a, it is an addiction, Dave. You said it earlier. I mean, we were defined by our accomplishments and the, the external uh, value that we have gotten from paychecks and accolades and I call it a pat and a plaque, you know, like good job. And, and those are great, but we should just feel like, you know, I just, I've done a I've done a great job just loving on one person today, not getting seventy seven likes on Facebook. You know, I was able to. I went and picked morel mushrooms yesterday, and I picked so many, and I was so excited to share them, which is friends. It's like here, you cook some up, you know. So like, you you can come from a different place. I think um, when you can just live live grace as a lifestyle, and that's what I try to promote it rather than just a prayer. Yeah, well, that makes sense. So in the last 10 minutes or so, what would you like to talk about that we haven't already spoken about? Adrian, I'd like to ask you, um, because it sounds like you can resonate with a lot of um, what I'm saying. And yeah. yeah, and I guess I'd like to know, was there any area you might want to hear more on? And Dave, I guess, I mean, I can I can clearly rattle on because I, I have plenty to, to the, because experience is, is it's, it's innate. You know, I don't need to look to my book. I've lived it. Um, and, you know, and even with your wife, you know, it's, I mean, that's tough. It's tough to have, especially when you can't just, you know, relax. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you have questions for me. I think, I think uh, the caregiver space uh, came from 
from that place of grace that you were talking about. I think and, so too. Um, and I, I do my best to live there now. Yeah. It does um, be easier when you get older, probably. I, I mean, I, so. I mean, I've noticed for me it's easier now. I mean, this has yeah. been a long journey. I mean, I've had MS 15 years. Mm, it has been a journey. <laughs> yeah, my mm -hmm. son-in-law has MS, the cognitive type, and so I, I know what he struggles with. And, uh, you know, he's doing pretty good. He's, he's got to watch mm -hmm. his diet. He's got to watch what he eats. And, mm -hmm. and he has to manage his uh, MS with, you know, rest, et cetera. Don't overdo it. Uh, watch what's coming and be aware of, of your body and all, all that right. stuff you're talking about. Dave, I think one of the hardest things for me to learn um, when I was diagnosed that, that it was okay, really, really okay to do nothing. Like it's okay. But I, I, I don't talk about Netflix, nothing, because even that doesn't allow you to sit with yourself. And I mean, it's like when you can actually sit, you know, in, in nature, in a, cozy corner of your room, whatever it is, and just sit with yourself without any judgment, without any shoulds. Just just sit there and say, huh, what's, what am I here to do? Like, or not even that. Don't even put that on there. Just like sit there and just say, wow, I don't really know much, but I'm kind of just going to do the best I can in the vehicle that I'm here with. And give yourself so, grace instead of always beating yourself up that I we're, uh, we're do that right. And, and, yeah. You know, it's not, and it's really not right. even like being a perfectionist that um, he – he just struggles with, uh, you know, just just acting normal. You know, it's not like his his bar is really really high. But when you have that, uh, everything is a high bar. It seems like it's again, it's that's the world we live into. It's the Western yeah. thinking. Yeah. So um, I just I appreciate the opportunity to come and hopefully inspire. I think probably the the main takeaway when I was most excited to get asked to do your show was. I really, really want the caregivers to celebrate themselves and those small moments, not the likes on Facebook or, or what, you know, people commenting mm -hmm. on this or that. But and I think they do that naturally, like like Adrian was saying, when you can when you when you're in it, you don't care about the rest of stuff. That's why you're probably not as active as it should be on social media, because like when you're just when you just are raised, you don't have to um, you don't have to promote it. You just get to do it. And I, I would love more people to um, celebrate that that avenue and the caregivers just really work on the receiving you know let let that love in let that offering in yeah so what um what was i gonna say what <laughs> i forgot he's speechless I forgot what i was gonna say uh oh i remember what i was gonna say it's about your book. What were your goals when you wrote the book, and what do you hope your book can achieve? <laughs> and then let us know where to get it. That's a great question. Um, so when I wrote the uh, Recovering Alpha Female, I just loved the topic. In fact, um, or the the you know everyone just I mean even Brené Brown. I was at a conference before she got quite big, and she was like, ah, "That's great." You know, everybody had loved it. Uh, in fact, I carry the one book she actually endorsed around with me. And they're so colored up. Um, but so then I wanted to save the world. Okay. That was like, okay, everybody, we just need to like join hands and not have this crazy expectation of ourselves. And we need to just love on who we are right now. And then, and then I, you know, the alcoholic, I'm like, wow, that's really hard. Like I'm still type A, what am I going to do? You know? And so that's this whole concept of inspiring grace, just like be grace. And maybe other people will, you know, be inspired to do that. And then this, 
this is where I am today, <laughs> is the alchemy of the alpha. So you're looking at all my copies. Like I've already, of course, as a type A, I'm like, oh, wait, I should say, you know, we should have called it this and that, and you know, but it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I just put it out there because they're great ahas. But this is the alchemy, living in that balance, making sure as a type A, you're always going to be type A. Like that is a beautiful, beautiful gift. They're the doers, but you got to come. I mean, being is also a verb if you think about it. So, and again, for me, we didn't even get into stress management, but the stress management of it is so important. Like that is again, where health lives. That's where you make better choices for yourself. You might, you know, for me, I, I won't do my bread and cheese and I'll grab some fruit and a little, um, you know, spritzer, you know, I'll just have one of those mm -hmm. yummy bubbly waters with some fruit in it, you know, so I can make better choices when I'm living in grace versus in the alchemy of the alpha that's the and, and so i'm still out here i'm working but you know i'm i'm also today i ran down and actually got one of my dorm i mean i'm I've just come through menopause woo, hot flashing and all that craziness and so she got me all balanced up you know so like no let's do some blood work so i mean so you just you manage things better and i i think that's a little bit of a gift of covid as people get to do their dance right. a little more and and yeah. you know still get stuff done but with grace so we have a couple of minutes. What are uh, three tips for people to reduce the stress in their life? One of the things that, and I think this is why I got COVID. I because I because I'm Type A, we breathe on the top half of the tank. So um, you really have to belly breathe, and you have to pull the breath down in the belly. Push your hand out. I mean, it is counter like culture. But like pull that belly all the way down and, and then do those really deep exhales all the way that you cannot exhale anymore. So breath work, please do not underestimate the power of breath work to shift in energy. And I say that because I, I think COVID snuck into me because I, I mean, I teach restorative yoga. I don't teach the workout yoga. I teach the be good to yourself yoga and love on yourself yoga. But um, the the thing is, is you've got to also move move good stress and i think we forget that like even like oh i just got this and i gotta do that and i'm excited i got four podcasts no no no, no. you got and i think i was excited i was building a garden and the, the, everything was popping in the co-room and i had to do this and you know and i think i didn't and so i was bottlenecked and if you can't keep that flow and that fluidness in the in the system i mean your immune system is on guard and it's not as strong well if you have MS, aren't you automatically, because you're immune compromised, uh, higher risk than normal people? Yes. Yeah. And then you know for a long time, I, I mean, I just, I went off my immune suppressants in October uh, because we thought we had to get off of that to get on a vaccine. And so we've been kind of experimenting and I feel like I've really partnered with my, my doctor well. And I guess that's another tip. I mean, this is mostly caregivers, but you have an illness. I mean, it's so helpful to come from grace with that as well because everybody's i think doing maybe the best they can or just assume that <laughs> kind of the kinder way <laughs> yeah well thank you for coming on the show yes and thank again, you for having me if somebody wants to read your book books how can they do that lindylewis.com best way is lindylewis.com and then my social media is let your color out so it's just let your uh, color out what does that mean yeah. Everything we've just talked about, be, be, becoming more of yourself. Let it out. Yeah, as within, In so living without. living color. We don't do black yeah. and white here. No, you do not. <laughs> I mean, if you want to wear goth because it makes you happy not to prove a point to your parents, then do it. You know, if I want to color it up, do it. 
you know? don't cut off your nose to spite your face. Yeah. It, yeah. There's, there's so yeah. many things, but it's just, it's really, it's just forgive bottom line, radical, radical self-acceptance. Uh, forgiveness is big too. Uh, if you don't forgive. Forgive yourself. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Forgive yourself. Especially. Like we've done the best we could. This alpha, she did everything. She, that little girl, she had to prove herself at 16 to be the best ski racer, the helicopter skier, whatever it was, you know? So you, she did the best she could. So that's, I think why I encourage uh, this. It's like, forgive yourself. It's like, it's okay. That was great. Good show. Thank you everybody for tuning in. And thank you, Adrian. Uh, Adrian, how do we get a hold of you? If someone wants to learn more about the caregiver space. It's Adrian at the caregiverspace.org. Or they can go directly to caregiver, the, the caregiverspace.org, right? The caregiverspace.org. Yeah, don't, don't leave out that the unless you can see if you can nope. get caregiverspace.org for all the people who forget that. <laughs> and yeah. I'm at uh, caregiverdave.com. Three free gifts for anybody who goes on my membership website and just share your email with us. And uh, it's an online support group. And we're here to help all of us. So let us help you because it makes us feel good. <laughs> Thank you again. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again.